everybody. Welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And this is Matthew. All right. Uh, it is the beginning of a new month. It's the beginning of February. We are going to dive into uh, a good bit of news that, is, that has happened, some of which you guys are already probably long privy to by the time this is coming out, <laughs> um, and some others that may have just fallen by the wayside. And also, we haven't done one of these in a while. We're going to answer some listener questions that have been sent to us. Where can you send us questions? It's simple. Go to our Facebook page. Uh, go to uh, facebook.com slash WATB pod. I don't like that URL either, but it's what was available. So, <laughs> and uh, we'll usually, you can always send us messages through there. You can always comment on posts. We will, when we're looking for more questions for Q and A's, we'll usually make a post. And as always, if you're listening to us on the good pods app, which is my personal favorite podcasting app, you can always comment on individual episodes. If there's something you want us to follow up on from an episode, please, by all means, we always want to hear from you guys um all right uh well matt it's a it's a it's a little bit of a less formal episode uh let's start with uh, just asking how, how you doing buddy you know family's kind of recovered from from having a week-long flu here and there but otherwise okay we um came late to it but we actually luckily because it's over now mm-hmm. we burned through percy jackson and the olympians the little show that disney plus had and it was really good we had a good time watching it. I'm glad to hear you say that. I've not a, never really been a Percy Jackson fan. I, I think I was a little old for it when it was first coming out, both the movies and the books. Um, I, I know people who like Percy Jackson are liking the show. I, I watched, my sister included, I watched the first couple episodes with her. I'm good. <laughs> like, like It was what it was. You know what I mean? Like It's just, it's very much, and I know because I know Rick Reardon, the creator of the books, is is heavily involved he's pretty much running the show um so like again it, 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 it for me it was just one of those like ah this is clearly made for people who are already fans of percy jackson <laughs> not trying to convert new fans so i got about two episodes in and i was like ah i'm i'm good yeah i I'm good. i think honestly had it been i watched the first episode then wait a week and watch the second episode mm. i don't know if we finish it you know what i mean yeah. But by the time, I mean, it was on episode seven when we started. So we were able to like plow through four or five episodes a first day on like a, a Sunday. So I think that probably, you know what I mean? Because they're like 30 minute episodes, 40 minute episodes. Yeah. So you're just, just it's like watching a movie. You're just plowing two hours of viewing. And that may have been what helped us kind of like, okay, we're enough into this that this is interesting. Maybe. So, I'm also just I'm such a huge fan of Greek and Roman mythology that I'm like, you really don't need to do anything new with the story. Just tell the stories from mythology. They're interesting enough. You don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to, to, to modernize it or change it. It's like now the, the, the exist not to be a sound like a purist, but the existing canon works just fine. Yeah. You don't have to make up new people. I mean, you, just you, tell you the story to, of somebody. You may have to dial back Zeus's horniness a little bit, but uh, yeah, like the but, fact that they've never done like an Achilles show really surprises me. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. They tried to do stuff like, you know, Troy with, and, and you know, they've tried to do that. Some of the best, and it just never really lands with audiences, but I'm like, yeah, cause you try to, you try to make it into a movie rather yeah. than just. And I like that movie. movie. It's fine. It's, it's not one I go back to, but I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily turn away when it's on, but I think it's one of those movies where, I really like Hector. He is the tra- the most tragic hero, I think, in Eric movie Banna, history. Isn't it? It's Eric Bana, yeah. yeah. And then I really like Achilles stuff. The rest of the movie, terrible. 
That's not great. It's like watching Batman Forever. I'm just going to watch the Batman scenes. I don't know about the other rest of the movie. Yeah. That tracks. What about you? What you watching? Uh, let's see. What have I been? What have I been watching? Uh, I, I, honestly, it's been um, I've been watching some stuff that like we've been getting caught up on for for this show. Um, I still haven't seen Aquaman or the Marvels. The Marvels will be hitting uh, Disney Plus in about a week. Um, yeah. now nah, I haven't really been. I've been mostly just because I've been getting back into the swing of of podcasting regularly and doing comedy again. It's been back into. Ah, I no longer have time to watch things. Uh, so I honestly, I did. I just finished my my, you know, quarterly rewatch of Band of Brothers. I, like once every three months, I go back and rewatch that because it's still flawless television. I need to check it out. To end. I need to check it out. Uh, it's very good. All right. Well, before we get into our Q and A's, we actually have a, a little bit of news and stuff to go over. We should probably go ahead and do that. We'll we'll save the big one that everybody's expecting us to talk about for last. Uh, <laughs> first one I'm going to get into because this one is just kind of is just kind of weird, uh, which is that Aquaman in the, La- in the Lost Kingdom now and it's it's what is it like third week or fourth week whatever probably uh, having a bit of an upward swing in the box office. Uh, its current box office total worldwide is 413 million against a 200 million dollar budget. So t- despite widespread negative reviews that movie is making money which which a dc movie hasn't done in a while so i i mean i think with the holidays being so look we always talk about we hate doing this but mm. it's a thing what if dominated the holidays everybody Somehow. was talking about what it was talk about what if over the holidays yeah and i think aquaman 2 hitting the theater was off the radar. I don't think anybody was talking about that movie. Nobody even knew it had come and gone. I think everybody just kind of was like, whatever. And I think what you get is people who are like, there's nothing new coming out. Oh, hey, Aquaman's out now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's here. Maybe we'll check that out. Well, especially, Maybe that's when what you, it is. especially when you remember that they waited until October to drop the first trailer for this movie. We weren't sure it was actually going to come out yeah. last year. I was taking all bets that it wasn't. Um, yeah. So they, it wasn't like the studio did a whole lot push, but it's it's starting to turn a profit now, which cool. All right. Go Aquaman, I guess. Look, if it's the only one, if it's the only DC property in 2023 to turn any kind of a profit, then, you know, Momoa will be back. We'll see. I mean, well, that is to say, you know, that takes us into our next thing, which is James Gunn confirmed on uh, on threads the other day um, that other DCU projects are going into production this year um obviously we know that they're wrapping up on creature commandos and that they start shooting superman legacy in march which was confirmed by uh rachel brosnahan at i believe the emmys um but uh, a free frogger on threads asked james gunn will legacy be the only dcu project to enter production this year he said no um it's not super clear what else is going to go into production possibly i mean he's he said the other day he's currently finishing writing season two of Peacemaker when he's not working on Legacy. So I doubt uh, Peacemaker season two will go into production this year. But considering who's been cast just for Superman Legacy alone, I think it's safe to say we might see some other things here about what else is going to be going into production sooner rather than later, probably. Well, because I'm trying to think like, 
we get Supergirl. So, I mean, let's let's all just say that means she's in Superman Legacy. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, no, a thousand percent. There's no way. Yeah, because there's no director. As, uh, as far as we know, they haven't announced a director attached. We have a writer attached to Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. But so far, as far as we know, no director. I think it stands to reason she's because they said because he also confirmed that Superman Legacy will not be his origin story. They're yeah. they're they're Spider-Man homecoming this like, no, we know we, we don't need it. We all know yeah. it. We're just going to pick it up here. Um, so, yeah, I think it and considering the movie is also going to have Guy Gardner, Hawkgirl, 15 other Pro, heroes. <laughs> yeah, it stands to reason that, yeah, Supergirl's probably and if they're if, they, if they're casting it and he's confirming it, then, yeah, she's probably showing up. I would guess probably for a post credit scene or a small cameo. But yeah, well, and I think like. You know, let's remember that, you know, other things, he announced things that he has nothing to do with, like Waller. He yeah. said Waller was going to be one of the early things, too. So it's true. He's not writing it. That doesn't mean it hasn't already been written and they're already ready to go. Yeah. Um, you know, he also did say at one point that he only announced what less than half of the stuff they're actually doing. I think I think the number he gave was 25 percent. So. Yeah. So you, I mean, look, we don't know what else is churning, and I think as much as he's been open about certain things, mm-hmm. that um, they're we just don't know, and they're probably yeah. wisely holding off on announcing certain things. Well, and and James Gunn has said on more than one occasion that you know they, the 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 DCU is going to be story forward; it's going to be story first. So and that they're not doing any kind of casting until they have scripts in hands. Um, so, yeah, so it stands to reason that. As more writers get announced, because we know that and I'm blanking on his name, but the guy who directed The Flash is currently attached to do Batman Brave and the Bold. Sure he is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's been some back and forth on that. He was on it, then he was off. Now supposedly he's back on. We'll see. We know that he we know that he did sign a first look deal with Warner Brothers Discovery and DC and, and DC Studios. So um so that remains to be seen. Uh there is some rumblings going around that they're gonna start doing uh holding auditions and screen tests for the new Batman here. I don't know how much I honestly believe that because again, we we don't even know 100% that this director is staying on, and we don't even know if there's been a writer attached yet. So we'll 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 see. I I think that's a little bit more far fetched, but honestly, if, if if they're ready to go with getting production underway for more stuff, I'm all for it. Just as long as again, in James Gunn, we trust. But but you know, I want I just hope they're taking their time with it and not pulling making the same mistake of trying to, to get things going too quick. Yeah, it sounds. It, I have no reason to believe that's what they're doing, but you know, this, there is still a little bit of part of me, especially as a DC fan. That's like, okay, just take your time guys. We will wait for quality. <laughs> it's fine. Yes. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, I, th- I, I would probably say Waller's up there or yeah. again, like he mentioned the authority. Yeah. I don't but know the, how far down the line that is. The or authority if it's is even... going to be his thing. Cause he said, that's his, his baby, his pet dream project. So I would imagine it's going to take him being done with Superman and Peacemaker before they jump into the authority. I mean, maybe he's, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm thinking about the stuff he mentioned. Authority was mentioned. Waller was mentioned. Um, You've got Swamp Thing, the Lanterns show that's coming, which is going to basically be True Detective in Space, which hell yeah. Paradise Lost, Booster Gold we know is coming. So 
So there, there's there's or, so or, many... or something he hasn't announced yet. Yeah, exactly. And that's like I I don't want to like I go back and forth on whether I think he's going to try and get Batman fast forwarded as quickly as possible. I know Warner Brothers loves Batman and hits their cash cow, but yeah. they have the Matt Reeves one to kind of satiate that that desire to have Batman in the public. So, yeah. well, and it's funny you mentioned that because obviously we know that the, 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 the penguins coming out later this year, that's definitely coming out. Um, and then Jeffrey Wright was uh, speaking with ET at the critic choice awards and said that they were asking if he, what he could offer as far as an update on the Batman part two. And he said at this point um, they're just waiting for scripts from Matt Reeves. So it sounds to me like, you know, they're there it sounds to me like they're on standby like they're saying like okay basically matt has said scripts are coming everybody stand by so he said as soon as he gets it um uh they're gonna start jumping into things so so obviously that's because that's slated to come out next october yeah which means they got to start shooting soon-ish you would think that's i mean that's a year and a half away but look there's one thing that the production of the first Batman showed us. It's that release dates are never set in stone. So, well, and I think too, that the, the difference with the Batman as opposed to most of these films is that, especially with the volume in play now, Mm -hmm. there's nowhere near the gigantic post-production that has been on a lot of these films. Like you don't have to do superpowers. You don't have to, I mean, I say that not knowing who the villain is, but it's all grounded post-production sound effects kind of stuff. Yeah. And again, you know, as much as you may or may not know out there who's listening, what the volume is, let's just say you don't have the green screen anymore. Nope. And it so, looks as long as it's done well, it looks incredible. Um, but that, that to be said, you know, there's one thing we've also learned from the Batman. It's like, it also helps to shoot on location too, because, yeah. Lord have mercy to that city look lived in. Um, staying on the Batman track, uh, jumping into some DC Comics news. Um, so Ben Abernathy, who has been the editor over the uh, the Batman side of DC Comics, is going to be stepping down. It's actually going to be getting replaced uh, here shortly by Katie Kubert, who uh, has been an editor, who was an editor on, uh, she was a big part in um, reinventing Batgirl, she was a big part of launching things like Batman Eternal and the Grayson series that that you love to talk about. Whoop, whoop. Um, and she actually comes from a uh, like a dynasty of comic book people. I mean, she's the granddaughter of Joe Kubert, who was a who was an artist. Who, and then she's also the niece of both Adam Kubert and Andy Kubert. Both of them have worked on, you know, things like Batman and, and Batman and Son, Dark Knight Three Master Race, worked on Flashpoint. Um, so. She comes from a long line of of comic book, uh, a comic royalty. book dynasty royalty, as it were, and yeah. has also had quite the career herself. So she'll be taking over as the editor in charge of everything Batman at DC Comics, which is pretty cool. Um, I think the first one uh, confirmed it's going to have her name is going to be Batman 148, which is coming out this June. Um, okay. that's so that's cool. Um, last couple pieces of news. Uh, look, we, we, we mentioned it. We'll go ahead and jump into it. Millie Alcock has been cast as Supergirl in the DCU. Um, she's going to be showing up. We're assuming, uh, in Superman legacy, and then we'll eventually play her in the Supergirl woman of tomorrow. Still need to read that. Still need to read that book because 
it's just like every time I talk about it with somebody, they're like, it's one of the best Supergirl stories, if not the best. I know you didn't watch House of the Dragon. Um, so I'll just say that as somebody who loved House of the Dragon, Millie Alcock plays uh, Princess Rhaenyra uh, in the first half of the season before they do a 10 year time jump. And the five episodes she's in are she she is fantastic. She is a vision on screen. Um, she is so dynamic she has such a great she's able to play both like in that show both equal parts of like quiet intensity where it's like you're almost a little afraid of her um but also still has uh an air of of fun about her i guess you know and i think that's something that you need with supergirl is that balance of youthful ignorance but also you really don't want to she she doesn't have the restraint that 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 Kal-El has she's not afraid to to break some arms uh when yeah. and some legs she 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 has superman's powers but fights like batman is the yeah. way I, I think about it so well and and i always say like like even some of the other people like when it's big characters or big directors or casting these people like 90% of the time there's a reason they gave him the part. Yeah. And like to be totally mean in a way, like there are billions of blonde white girls out there. So the fact that she beat all of them to get the part. Yeah. She must've done something right. I forget so. who she was. She was rumored along with um, Meg Donnelly, who was in the Disney channel zombie show, which I'm not familiar with. Um, those were the two names that were getting thrown around the most and um i i can't speak to the girl from disney um yeah. but yeah i'm i i really and and i only know millie alcock from house of the dragon i don't know any of her other work but again just based on five episodes of that show alone i'm like yeah no i'm into it and yeah. and I, again like not to sound like a broken record but in james gunn i trust i mean he the, the dude hit look what he did with dave batista who yeah. had no acting background to speak of yeah. Um, well, I think my biggest kind of, uh, but I think it's the collateral damage of everybody involved in that film is I was kind of really hoping Sasha was coming back, but we all like the yeah. fact that he didn't announce it when he announced uh blue beetle, I was like, yeah, she's not as much yeah. as I want her to come back. I don't think she is, which sucks. I think we all did. I, I mean, that was and when, when you and I were texting about this the other day, it was like, yeah, this confirms two things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed as all hell that Sasha is not coming back because while she didn't get as much screen time in the flash as I would have liked what she had she she owned every scene she was in she was so so good yeah. as, and, as Kara and honestly like again when you go with what you say in, in James Gunn retrust that doesn't mean he's not eyeballing her for something else like she yeah. could all of a sudden she's Satana you know oh I'd be into that <laughs> oh, I'd be oh, oh, she'd make a great Zatanna. Are you kidding me? Yeah, honestly, so, just put her in more stuff. Period. I, 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 it's one of those unfortunate things of, you know, the Flash didn't do well, so people aren't going to pay it as much mind as as maybe they would if it had done very well. Which means, no matter how good Sasha Kaye is in the movie, a lot of people aren't going to remember it because they have problems with the movie. Which yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, it happens all the time where somebody gives a great performance in a crappy movie or a, just an unpopular movie. And, you know, 
it's like i mean for love of god ana de armas was was in movies long before <laughs> she was doing glass onion and and a james bond movie i mean i first got to her in blade runner 2049 and she had done stuff before that too so yeah she she was in some i didn't even realize she was in i can't remember what the movie was and it was like oh my gosh that's her oh mm-hmm. wow i totally forgot that was her yeah I'm so i have to look that up but yeah so uh so yeah it, I, i'm i'm bummed just that we're not going to see her uh sasha kaya back as cara Zorel, but i like millie alcock a lot and once that was confirmed by james gunn it was like hey uh, like i'm not in the least bit mad at the choice that's a that's a damn good choice and it'll be really cool to see how she's going to fold into everything else um to hands of stone sorry it was hands of stone she was she is in that um to end our to end our news section of the show here uh let's end on some batman news and some potentially hopeful news as it were um so uh suicide squad kill the justice league video game came out the other day and by all for early release and by all accounts it is atrocious <laughs> um um i have seen small amounts of gameplay footage from the game and i can tell you right now with full confidence i will not be spending money on this game at any point in my life um and one thing that has sparked a lot of controversy is the fact that this was up until we as far as we knew kevin conroy's last appearance as batman uh, especially considering this game is attached to the Arkhamverse set of games, which makes it even more infuriating um, because Kevin Conroy deserves better. And it's been getting some controversy because of the ultimate fate of his character in this game. I won't spoil it, but odds are you probably don't care. Um, no, but it has been um, I mean, the people <laughs> listening, but I know you especially oh. don't care. Um, but we have actually uh, heard from IGN uh, that he actually has two more Batman appearances that he recorded before his unfortunate passing. Um, one of which will be him uh, voicing not Batman, but someone in the upcoming Batman Caped Crusader animated series that's coming to Prime. Um, he uh, he recorded something. For, we don't know who he who he's voicing, but he will be appearing in that. And some other really cool news that I I loved when I read this and as well. He also recorded voice uh, voice work to reprise his role as 90s animated batman the animated series batman in crisis on infinite earth part three that's why that i'm exciting because i was already excited when the trailer for part two dropped and i was like oh shit that's terry mcginnis <laughs> yeah um but now finding out that we're already confirming for part three that kevin connor will be voicing his take on batman that that just warms my heart in 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 a truly special way um that that's going to be because i because i would it would honestly i don't know if i'd be able to live with myself if this suicide squad game was truly the last appearance of kevin conroy as batman i i don't i i that would just leave the worst taste in my mouth so knowing that we're going to get some more from kevin and it's going to be a proper send-off as batman as his batman the definitive Batman makes me happy. I just wish the the Infinity Infinite Crisis thing was a surprise. That's my only kind of that would have blown everybody's mind if they kept that under wraps and yeah. that DVD came out and he comes out as Batman talking. Everybody would be like, "What the? Oh my god!" I'm I'm gonna be honest. I think that was leaked on purpose because oh, yeah. I, I I think the backlash to that game <laughs> was so severe. 
and they they were probably like okay we can't have everyone we can't let the narrative be that we gave kevin conroy a shit send off for his yeah. final oh yeah um I, I don't doubt that so i'm sure that was very much dc being like the, the, the damage control is coming back fuck yeah. hold on <laughs> trust me trust me it's okay it's okay it's okay, it's okay. so we love uh, we love so him. that helps because because truly like the developers of this suicide squad game should be ashamed of themselves that this is after everything that this is the best they could deliver with this game especially with kevin conroy like i just how dare you anyway um that's all the news and stuff we've got we uh, we got some questions from you guys we wanted to dive into so let's let's get into these again these were sent to us over on our facebook page facebook.com slash watb pod uh don't love it but it was what was available um uh matt do you uh, do you want to pull these up do you have them pulled up in front of you or i have them pulled up so i can run through them if you want yeah to. why don't you uh, throw one at us here okay i'm gonna go back and forth a little bit because or do you want to just go do them and let's just do them in order just do just however you want you okay either of the questions all right robert haley buddy and fan of the show who loves yes. to give me notes every time he listens to it is hilarious yep <laughs> i i was laughing because he was listening to our justice league one and when I posed the three questions about like what three things at the end would you think? Yeah. He answered them and he also said he wanted Will Smith back as as Deadshot. I wouldn't so, be mad at it. It's just not it's not the first one that comes to mind, I guess. Yeah. But it, it's just funny because he and now and now he and I have jokes about like, okay, here's the part this. Like, shut up. Here's the part that Matt's gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh sorry guys for the cough. I still haven't completely kicked it. All right, Robert Haley says, what character that hasn't been announced as coming should James Gunn prioritize and get into this DC universe ASAP? We all know my answer, but I'll let you go first so I can yeah. answer. My answer is not Matt's answer. We all know Matt's answer. And I don't, I don't disagree with Matt's answer without even hearing it first. Um, I would say, I would honestly probably say Martian Manhunter. Because I think Martian Manhunter is where you start to. It's either Martian Manhunter or Green Lantern. Because when when he when he first announced that lanterns thing, that lantern series, I think that was the one that made everybody go, "Oh hell yes!" Um, so I think, but that one's been announced. So as far as what hasn't been announced, I would I would probably say Martian Manhunter, because that typically once Martian Manhunter gets introduced into things is where you can start laying your bricks for the Justice League. Yeah. So in terms of world building and lore building, and also because, as we all know, I'm a sucker for the New World Order storyline from Grant Morrison. So the sooner we get Martian Manhunter involved, the sooner we can hurry up and just get to doing that. Um, but I, I think I really, really, really enjoyed what they were, what Zack Snyder was going for with his look and feel of Martian Manhunter in the Snyder cut. Okay. So if we can either get Henry Lennox back to do that, because honestly, it's good casting and it's a good look, or just get to Martian Manhunter, because that always seems to be the character that we tend to toe the line around gotcha. uh, when we're approaching DC. And because it's, it's, it's kind of like Mr. Fantastic. It's like his powers are kind of weird. Yeah. So I think getting him established as a, because I liked what they did with him in my adventures with Superman. So I think. I think Martian Manhunter is is the one you hurry up and get involved. Okay. I mean, my default answer is always going to be Nightwing. Yeah, which I don't think anybody would disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I will also say, like, especially because he's announced 
the Robin of this universe is going to be yeah. Damien. It opens up so many freaking questions. It does. I mean, there's even though he's technically the sixth or seventh in canon at this point, he's technically the fourth. Mm-hmm. You got Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, and Tim Drake, who all were Robin before him. So yeah. what is this story? How is it unfolding? And so you need to tell me pretty quickly here, Dick Grayson's already Nightwing, or else now we're going to have to battle as to why Damien is the first Robin. Well, and and we, we, we said in our Dick Grayson episode, like the way you get Dick Grayson into the live action movies is you just skip him being Robin. Yeah. You just, you just have him, you just jump ahead or you just have him start off as Nightwing. Like when we pitched our, our Batman, our Batman two sequels, our our ideas. So yeah, I, I, it, it, again, we've said it a million times. It's unbelievable that in 2024, we have not had live action Nightwing in a movie yet. Yeah. But honestly, the more I've been thinking about it, I know everybody else out there can't see it, but you could see it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to call an audible and I think it's this guy. You I pointed think, at Captain America first. Yeah, I know, I, know, right? I, know, <laughs> I know you meant Mr. Miracle, but you pointed at Captain America. Uh, yeah, Mr. Miracle. Yeah, because man. look, this phase is called gods and monsters. And like, it's kind of weird to think about like Gardens of the Galaxy was one of the first films in phase two of Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't even have them interact with anybody for like, two more phases almost it's not till the end well, of phase three as you're yeah. leading into avengers endgame with avengers uh infinity, infinity war, war that they ever meet anybody else so i think having either if you directly translate this mr miracle graphic novel into a film or a show that introduces you to apocalypse and to new genesis i think it's the perfect way to do that whether it's that or it's something else i think bringing mr miracle in as this guy who is going through life crisis and depression and through his story, you introduce these worlds. I think that would be fascinating and a way to out of the gate, expand this universe, knowing that apocalypse is probably coming yeah, and setting up that big bad. Who's going to wrap up your first or second or third phase. It, 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 it's honestly hard to say. Cause it, it cause that, cause then that introduces the question. What's the, what's the, what is the, who is going to be the Thanos of, chapter one gods and monsters is it gonna be dark side is it gonna be something else yeah um if you're gonna do mr miracle i think that's the vessel you use to introduce dark side if you're gonna do dark side then you do it through mr miracle i think through a mr miracle new gods because we know ava duvernay at one point was going to do a new gods movie and then wrinkle in time was not what people wanted and that 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 went away fast um so I think, yeah, I think if I think if we're ultimately building towards dark side for the end of this of this first chapter of the DCU as as the 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 the, the big bad bad the big bad ending guy, um, then uh, then, yeah, I think Mr. Miracles and I think a series, especially on Max, um, you could, which you could honestly tie in with Lanterns if Lanterns is going to be uh, uh, outer space, true detective space cops. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, I think plus I think with the way with how that story is told in that Mr. Miracle run, I think a series is the way to go. So you really have the time to play with the cerebral aspect of it because you do it in a movie. Cool. You got two hours. Yeah. You know, conservatively, you got two hours, maybe two and a half. So, uh, but I think Mr. Miracle is a, cause, cause again, Nightwing's the obvious choice. Yeah. 
but if this is called gods and monsters let's get some gods and monsters in here because because like my first choice is obviously constantine especially if you're doing swamp thing yeah constantine's gotta be on 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 the way and it's got to be matt ryan otherwise what are we doing uh maybe keanu reeves <laughs> maybe keanu reeves but uh yeah i think i think mr miracle is a is a really good one uh let us know what you who you think robert uh let us know who you think uh hasn't been announced yet that you'd like to see them get to work on asap uh what do we got next matt all right we got victor de giovanni he's always one that kind of comes in with some deep cut stuff Let's see what he says here. He says, should DC just lie follow for a few years? Give us a chance to actually crave some new live action DC content. If I never miss any of it and didn't see Aquaman, Shazam or Black Adam and don't feel like I missed out. I have zero anticipation for any DC stuff. I fear the hero apocalypse is nearly here. And by hero apocalypse, he means a multi-company crossover event that is afflicting all IP universes, a crisis on multiple Earths, if you will. Do you want me to take this one or you want to take this one? I'm going to keep my thoughts pretty short and short and sweet. Um, I don't think the hero apocalypse is coming because that would involve all these corporate entities getting along together. That's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, not in a million years. Uh, I, I appreciate the optimism, but that's not happening. Uh, should they just lie fallow? No, because they've had more good than they have bad. Yes, they had a rough year. They had a rough year. But DC in general has been putting out some of their strongest stories in the grand scheme of things between comics animation series i think that saying dc should you know the batman the penguins coming later this year i think lying fallow is the wrong thing to do james gunn taking over dc studios and and taking over this whole thing was like the cry heard around the world and people were like yes now more especially after guardians 3 delivered like it did waiting and lying fallow because then the question is how many years is enough years three five how long do we wait we like we got work to do the last thing you want to do is then fade fade out of people's minds and worry that then you come back and people just don't care anymore people want good stuff from dc and they want it they really want it so once you put out something good the people will show up for it. People showed up for the Batman. So yeah. people will turn out when something is good. So give them, start giving them good stuff and people will turn out for it. Well, and I think they are lying fallow. They are chilling. They're chilling for a year and a half. Like yeah. there's zero reason for it to be a year and a half before Superman legacy comes out. Besides they wanted to wait. I think, you know, we talked about them pushing movies around. I think you could have pushed, Aquaman, as we're even seeing with the box office, maybe you should have pushed it to January. They didn't want to. They wanted everything slated. They want everything done. So you have a nice year and a half to cleanse the palettes in film. Because let's be honest, as much as Creature Commandos is coming out and Peacemaker, most fandom that watches films are not watching these things. The Marvels prove that. Well, not only that, but Creature Commandos is going to be an animated series that is from what it sounds like going to be a prequel to everything set in the past and peacemaker is a spin-off of a reboot it's those two things are going to be as far as we know have the potential to be so self-contained that it won't affect the grand scheme of things other than the fact they say that it exists in the same universe and we haven't seen anything from it but 
just going off of Peacemaker season one, other than the fact that it was a spinoff slash sequel to The Suicide Squad, it's its own thing. So as far as the big picture of the DCU goes, it's not starting until next summer. Not this coming summer, next summer. Yeah. So I think they're... That's a pause. That's a yeah. pause. I think that's the pause they need. But I also, th- I do see what he's saying is that there has been in such an inundation of so much content between Marvel and DC and animated and live action. I, yeah. I see what you mean, but I think that there's a, a lot of people out there. They're not going to watch the shows. They're not going to watch the cartoons. They just want to go see a movie. People yeah. want to go to the movies. Look, let's be honest. In what world do movies like Barbie and Oppenheimer Oppenheimer, whatever it's called, make over a billion dollars. Traditionally, they do not. No. People want to go to the movies for an experience. Your feelings about either one of those films aside, people just want to have an experience at the movies. I want to have an experience at the movies, whether it's Captain America giving that experience or whatever random martial arts movie. Like, we want that experience there. So I think... You have people who are just craving that experience. Now, I will say this. No, you don't need to bother with Shazam or Black Adam or or Aquaman. You're not missing anything. I would dare say don't ever bother watching those movies. Especially Um, Black Adam. Especially Black Adam. Um, Unless you just want to watch the Pierce Brosnan and Hawk. Unless you just want to watch the scenes with Hawkman and, and, and Dr. Fate. Those are flawless. Watch those on repeat. The rest of the movie can be ignored. Yeah. If you want to watch the 20% of the movie that should have been the film. (laughs) But um, Aldous Hodge is so good as Hawkman in that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. But as far as the hero apocalypse, the multi crossover event, never going to happen. Like we can't even even get Marvel and Sony to get along. You think we're going to be able to get Marvel and DC and Warner brothers and Disney and universal and all of them to get That's never going to happen. I think the closest you could potentially get it is an animated series on one of the, like if Amazon prime now, I'm not saying it's they would, but I think the only thing you could get is if Amazon prime somehow decided we want this thing to happen that they would. Now you're not getting the gauntlet because you're right. Like you're going to have to get Marvel to agree to their characters. You're going to have to agree you're going to have to get Sony to agree with Spider-Man yep. and you're going to have to get Warner brothers to agree to let their characters be in the movies with the other characters. That's why I said like animated, maybe let me put it to you like this. The last time we attempted something like that was Roger rabbit. And as great as that movie is, they went through le- legal hell to get that movie made. Yeah. So you start throwing in, and that was back when they, those were just cartoon company. And that was just their cartoons. That was just Bugs and Daffy and Mickey and Donald. Okay. You're talking about their cash cow money making heroes right now. Not, not a chance in hell. I saw a post on Facebook that said, like, here's a picture of six different Spider-Man villains. Which one do you think has been the biggest threat to Spider-Man? And I left a comment. I said, the biggest threat to Spider-Man has been Sony pictures. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, and plus, you remember, you remember, remember what Paramount did with 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 Henry Cavill and the beard. Like these companies are not above being petty to each other. So yeah. there, I, 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 as, as I think Chippendale, the Chippendale movie from from a year or two ago was the closest we're ever going to get to something like that. Uh, yeah. That movie's so good. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it is, uh, yeah, it is. It, pre- I appreciate the question though, Victor. Uh, it's it's 
it's it's a lot to consider. It definitely is. But I, I do think I think they're lying dormant more than you might realize already. Yeah. And, and ultimately, I think you're doing the right thing. If something doesn't interest you, don't go watch it. Yeah, don't go. Don't make yourself watch it. Just don't go see it because you're probably right. Because then you just turn into Matt and you hate everything. Exactly. And nobody <laughs> wants to be this jaded. <laughs> All right. What we got next? <laughs> we got Ariel who dropped a whole bunch of questions. So what I'm going to yeah. do is I'm going to read all of them and then we're going to break them down. Okay. All right. Uh, he says, I have a couple of bat family related questions. Number Love one, what, what story will you suggest for someone who wants the bat family outside of Bruce highlighted? Number two, if one member of the bat family had to go, who would you remove and why? Number three, is there any member of the bat family you would call underrated number four is there a member of the bat family you would want to get an animated movie which story would you like to tell and the last one is why is batman such a launching point for heroes and villains do you think he has he has created more heroes or villains by now all right some of these i think are quick fire some of these we're going to be able to answer in one word yeah all right so let's go with this one if okay. one member of the bat family had to go who would you remove and why damien because he sucks moving on all right. Red Hood, because I hate the fact that he came back. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't like Jason Todd coming back. I think that craps on so much amazing content for 20 years. Yeah. I, I've never liked him coming back. All just, right. Red Hood just got a little one dimensional for me. All right. Is there any member of the Bat family you would call underrated? Um, I mean... I don't want to say Tim Drake, but I kind of want to say Tim Drake. I realize I talked a lot of shit about Tim Drake recently, but I mean, of the Robins, he does tend to get erased the most. He tends to be the one that gets glossed over the most. Or so combined. I, yeah, or yeah, what like what they did with him in, in the new Batman adventures. So I I feel like he's kind of the obvious answer just because he gets because there's so much Tim Drake erasure. I do feel like Lucius Fox's son, who who whose name I am suddenly blanking on. Batwing. Yeah, uh, his actual first name. Is it just Luke, I think? Is it Luke uh, Fox? Anyway, anyway Batwing, I don't think has gotten enough. I don't think Batwing ever took off quite the way they were hoping he would, Um, which is a bummer because, you know, Lucius Fox is kind of the unsung hero of of the Batman mythos. Um, I'm glad that being portrayed by Morgan Freeman finally started getting Lucius Fox incorporated more into things. He's a great supporting character in the Arkham games, um, particularly in Arkham Knight. Uh, it was, I forget who, who they cast to play him in Gotham, but he was very good. Uh, despite that show being a dumpster fire. Um, did you find the, find the name? His name is David Zavimbi, but it looks like he has all kinds of different names. Oh, I meant I meant like the first. What is the first name of Lucius Fox's son? Okay, is it just Luke Fox? I think his name's Luke Fox. Yeah, the second Batwing is Lucas Luke Fox. Okay, so yeah, so him. I, I think Batwing is one that could use. Uh, let's give him another shot. Uh, again, Tim Drake's kind of an obvious answer, but I think I mean Batgirl slash Oracle has always gotten lots of love. Jason Todd came back as as Red Hood. We all we all stand Dick Grayson as Nightwing, and the less said about Damien, the better. So, uh, how about some more Alfred love? Let's go. <laughs> I, like, is there any member of the Bat Family you would call underrated? Yeah, I th I think the problem we've discussed it several times, but I'm going to go back to your Tim Drake thing. Mm -hmm. You have to tell so much story for Tim Drake to be cool. Yeah. Like, 
ultimately the thing with Tim Drake that makes him different than all other Robins is that through Dick Grayson, he figured out who Batman was mm-hmm. and he literally shows up in the Batcave one day and is like, I know you're Bruce Wayne. I want to be Robin. Yeah. But you have to tell the story of Dick Grayson being Robin in order to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where he gets kind of underrated because that's what happened with what you're talking about, the animated show. When Tim Drake's in it, they just give him Jason Todd's origin and they give him Tim Drake's costume and they run and they yeah. completely emulate Jason Todd and Damian Wayne didn't exist at the time. Well, it's, um, it's also because Tim Drake's story is boring. Tim Tim Drake is the most boring Robin. <laughs> Well, so so I would say he's underrated in that he's underutilized as far as underrated. I think they all kind of get their moments to shine other than Tim Drake. But again, Tim Drake is kind of dull. He it's I like him a lot. But again, that's where it's like you have to have all of that on the you have to have four seasons of a show. And then introduce Tim Drake to go, oh, that's why he's cool. You can't just suddenly have Tim Drake hanging out being Robin and go like, oh, look at Tim Drake. (laughs) Yeah. Titans tried that and it wasn't good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Well, let's let's see. As a member of family, you want to. Okay. Is there a member of the Bat family you'd want to get an animated movie? Which story would you call? Would you like to tell? It's Nightwing. It's obviously Nightwing. Yeah. Like we got to get more Nightwing going here. We, We talked about it when we were doing Nightwing costumes. Like it is unreal that in justice league unlimited the only nightwing we get is a no dialogue silhouetted from behind shot as other characters ride through bloodhaven um so and the last time i think you know nightwing was in that batman and harley quinn animated movie which sucks um let's give nightwing uh an animated movie let's let's give him something please Please and thank I, you. I think if you told that first nine, ten issue story arc from the nineties comic where he first goes to Bloodhaven, I think that would be a fantastic animated show mm-hmm. or animated movie. Which that storyline, I don't know if you remember what ultimately happens is that Batman says, Hey, I need you to go to Bloodhaven and find out what these murders are about. Yeah. And he goes to Bloodhaven and then becomes its protector, finding out who's been doing all of these murders. And it's kind of like this detective. Now it's a comic, so it takes you know 12 issues for him to figure it out. Yeah. But I think you could easily condense it. You create that, that arch nemesis for him in Blockbuster. And solidly by the end of this thing, he's like, you know what? I'm not coming to back, back to Gotham. Bloodhaven's my place. Here we are. And you just leave him there. Yeah. And I think that would be a really good storyline for him <clears throat> which goes to the other question you ask is what story would you should... no no that that's a different one let's see is there a member of the bat family which story would you tell i think that's a cool one yeah um the launching point question well let's go back up to the the top real quick yeah what story would you suggest for someone who wants the bat family outside of bruce highlighted to oh. me we're about to do a bunch of them yeah, that's. Back- a, I was gonna say. I don't think there's one story, but I think there is a set of stories that you could go through. Batgirl Year One, honestly, I think it's better than the other Year Ones of really of Dick Grayson because it tells. It's a very specific time mm-hmm. because you know Dick Grayson's still Robin, but he's been Robin for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got this weird origin of who Barbara is. 
how she gets in, what this whole thing. I think it is an amazing storyline. Mm-hmm. And I would love for them to turn that into an animated movie. But again, this is one of those things where you've got to understand that's Dick Grayson as Robin. And he's probably year two, year three as Robin. Right. And this is Batman who's still nice. <laughs> who's still nice. Yeah. So I, I think you could do it, but I think that one's a really good one. And then um, let's see who wants the Batman outside of Bruce highlighted. Um, yeah, I think the year, I think the year ones are a way to go with those. Do the, yeah. I'd start with the year ones, Batman year one, oh, not Batman, Batgirl year one, Nightwing year one, Robin year one. Um, yeah. I, 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 if you really give a shit about Jason Todd, I would say either the cult or, yeah. or death in the family. Um, well, and the other one I would probably suggest, which is not going to please my cohort here is Batman and Robin, the original series where it's Dick Grayson as Batman and Damian Wayne as Robin is really good, but it's really good because it's constantly the two of them arguing with each other and you see how different and good Damien could be as Robin if he's not dealing with his dad. So agree agree to disagree, (laughs) but that's just because it's Dick Grayson as, as Batman and I enjoyed it, but it does burn out really quick because they ultimately just have to bring Bruce Wayne back as Batman. Well, and also because you kind of, my issue with that one is like the best part is when it's just him and Damien arguing with each other. It's like that gets stale so fast. Part of it does. Or I would even say if you really want a cool series, it's not going to make a lick of sense. Mm -hmm. If you go back and read prodigal son, which is back when Batman gets his back broken. Yeah. And then he heals and then he goes off and Dick Grayson becomes Batman and Tim Drake is his Robin. Mm-hmm. There's a really cool storyline there, but it's also so out of context because at that time, Batman and Dick Grayson were not cool. Yeah. So some of the stuff that happens makes zero sense because nowadays that whole bit is gone. You know, yeah. Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne are totally fine with each other. So, yeah. I, I think I think the year ones for Batgirl, Nightwing, and Robin are the way to go. And if you really want to know more about Jason Todd, I would do either Batman the Cult, Death in the Family, maybe yeah. Under the Red Hood. But that's still that's still Batman. They're but two of those are still Batman. They're all Batman yeah. focused. So it's it, Jason Todd's a little harder. But yeah, I think the year ones are the way to go. All right, so let's let's go over this last one. Why is Batman such a launching point for heroes and villains? Do you think he has created more heroes or villains by now? He's definitely created more villains. A thousand percent. God, that's that's a well-known fact. I think the reason is just because because of just his way of operating and you know the fact that he's a man. And it's it, I mean, they get they they touch on it at the end of Batman Begins, where Gordon's like, you know, escalation's a problem. We get bulletproof vests they get armor piercing rounds we get this they get that we get you we get the joker um it's just kind of it's 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 the way of nature it's just the the laws of nature is you know for every every action there is an equal and opposing reaction so what does a vision say in civil war it's causality you guys go out into public and say we're challenging you they accept that challenge by upping their game. Exactly. And 
There are people who see what Batman's doing and they want to throw on some hockey pads and do the same thing. There are some people who see what Batman's doing are like, well, that just means we need to try harder so Batman can't stop us. And then yeah. Batman has to try harder. Has to, it, it just it's it's a it's a never ending cycle of, of escalation. You see it with with every superhero, with Superman, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. It's 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 a, it's a constant thing. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason Batman, from a storytelling pers- perspective, makes such a good point is because at the end of the day, he is just a man, and so it makes when he has the victory in the end, it makes it that much more satisfying. Because yeah. when Superman has to overcome a threat, he just has to flex a little harder. You know, Superman, super, people ask what, you know, how strong is Superman? The short answer is as strong as the story needs him to be. Yeah. Sometimes you see him struggle to stop a train. Other times you see him throw an asteroid without breaking a sweat, <laughs> you know? So uh, with Batman, it were, but also I think also just the setting of Gotham City, because Gotham City is such a problematic place in the world of dc that it just kind of makes sense why that's the jumping off point for a lot of things and batman's going to be involved that way yeah all right now i'm gonna ask you a question hit me because you know you know me i like to do random things um so a character we potentially have not discussed or we did not discuss in our q a that you would like them to see them do an animated movie about go that hasn't already been done. You're you're kind of your least your least uh, usual suspect. Um, let's get some more Green Arrow. Okay, let's I get some more that. Green Arrow. Because look, say what you will about the CW Arrowverse, the first two seasons of Arrow are excellent, excellent television. Okay. Um, season three was they were trying too much to be Batman. Yeah, plain and simple. And then season four, they got screwed over by NBC because that was the the Damian Dark season. Constantine was supposed to Matt Ryan's Constantine was supposed to be a big through line because NBC had already canceled his show. Gotcha. And then halfway through production, NBC was like, "Eh, never mind." So then they only had him for one episode, and now you've got to figure out how to have Oliver Queen fight Damian Dark without magic. Oh God! Yeah, um, and then it just kind of went from there. The whole is when it all just went full blown. Now it's just this is just all different versions of the Justice League. Season five was actually not bad, but it just kind of went downhill from there, which is a bummer because Stephen Amell was great casting for Oliver Queen. He was for that take on Oliver Queen. He was great casting, so it doesn't need to be Stephen Amell coming back. I wouldn't hate it, uh, especially if you're just going to have him do voiceover. When I remember when the first Injustice game came out. Um, one of the alternate suits you could get for Green Arrow was his suit from the Arrowverse, and if you use that suit, it was Stephen Amell doing yeah, the, voice of the dialogue, which is which is just good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'd like, and we've seen Green Arrow in some animated stuff. He's in the the Tomorrowverse and all that, but he's he's a he's a bit character. Um, yeah. I'd like to see another. I'd like to see Green Arrow get some more love as a lead post Arrowverse. Yeah. No, I think (laughs) that's, you can't say Nightwing. No, I'm not going to say Nightwing. I'm going to say like Grifter and the Wildcats. Like we know we have the authority out there. We can bring in more Wildstorm stuff. Yeah. It would have to be them. Like I would love the, the, there's a recent comic written 
I can't remember the author's name right now. And I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I, but, but Grifter himself, I, like Grifter yeah. is just one of those guys who somehow every time you bring him back, it's cool as hell. And I just really like, I would cosplay him, at, but he has blonde hair, but, um, what bleach exists. <laughs> yeah. The wigs exist. Trust Gr- me. Grifter's a cool choice, especially cause he's still responsible for the one joke. I will never understand in, in all of DC <laughs> in flashpoint. I will never understand why not only somebody wrote that joke, but also why it stayed around for the animated movie, Batman <laughs> and Grifter, the boy idiot. This joke doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know why you guys thought this was so funny that it a had to make it into the comic and B had to make it into the movie. Doesn't make any sense. If there had been a panel that established that grifter was Dick Grayson, maybe, but as it is, that joke doesn't make a lick of sense, but whatever kudos for committing to the bit, but no grifter grifter is a cool choice, especially because this just has a cool look. He has a cool look. And like, I think we've talked about it before, but the fact that he is, in canon of DC Comics now, he is the head of, Luci- of security for Lucius Fox. And Excellent. the nonsense that ensues when he deals with Bruce Wayne or Batman is hilarious. Yeah. So that'd be fun, especially with a character like that going animated would be the way to go because, you know, animation's the way you can make because Grifter's kind of an outlandish character, similar to like the only reason kite man is getting popular right now is just because of how he was used in Harley Quinn. But that's also the only way you can make kite man remotely digestible is to be funny with it. So yeah. Yeah, Grifter's mask does not work in real life. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) No, neither does the red hoods helmet. We saw that in Titans and I was like, wow, this looks really dumb. Live action. Maybe we don't do this. Okay. (laughs) But that also could just be because that show is terrible. Um, uh and is that it are we good we get them that's all? it we've got everybody there's no other questions unless you want to throw one out there as a random um i uh, man i'm not good on my feet like that i don't know um is uh what is something that hasn't been done with nightwing that you think you'd like to see them do i don't know comic or movie i don't know i'm making the question up off the top of my head i don't have a, i don't have a clue i might just cut this out <laughs> No, no, I, I really like the secret agent espionage thing, but I know that you have to keep him in the suit. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that somehow become like a thing or like for the flip, I think what would be awesome. They'd never do that, but like <laughs> justice league strike force and have him lead up this weird under, cause you know, look, everybody knows who Batman is. Mm-hmm. Batman shows up. You can clearly see him. It's Batman. Mm-hmm. It's Superman. Not the general public kind of would know who Nightwing was, but to have him create this like espionage elite strike team that was working for Martian Manhunter heading up the, the justice league and like sending him on these like counter strike missions, that would make a cool comic. Or a cool show where it's like him and just give him, don't give him the Titans, give him like some new team mm-hmm. that he can do these, like, uh, you know, him vigilante. Um, you could do that. Do it. Do it. Like, well, didn't they do a Nightwing leading the outsiders? They did. They did do something like that. Cause I think, I think those and the outsiders runs where it was like Batman and the outsiders. I think, I think Arsenal at one point headed up the, the, the outsiders. Those are cool. I like those ideas because that's kind of what they were doing in season two of Young Justice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so well, at the season three is when they even did it further, where it was like him and Black Lightning. Yeah. And um, I can't remember her name. The the female Green Arrow girl. Oh, like the other characters. Artemis. Yeah, Artemis, where they were like in these stealth outfits doing. Yeah. These so I think that would be something neat to do with him because he's the the best, the coolest thing about Nightwing, but the worst thing about Nightwing is you got to get rid of Batman for him to truly shine. Mm-hmm. And since they're never going to get rid of Batman, he's always going to be Nightwing in this pocket. So yeah. I think kind of letting him lead some team doing something completely, not just your standard, like we're the Titans and we're adventurers and look us save Wally West or whatever. Yeah. I think would be really, really cool. Let's get, let's get a Nightwing movie or series done in the style of daredevil season one. Yeah. You know, or, just, or, or bird notice. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> Just with that, with that, that style of action and and fighting with the one takes and and yeah. you know instead of the billy clubs, he's got the scream of sticks. Like it's yeah, it writes itself, man. Yeah. All right, we have we've gone through all the questions, we've gone through all the news. We love doing this. Uh, thank you guys so much for your questions. Again, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash watb pod. Uh, leave us your questions there. If you're on the good pod, the good pods app, you can comment on this episode or any episode. If you ever want us to follow up on something that we talked about, please do so. Um, you can also always uh, hit uh, hit me up on social media at Mr. Mike Shea. You can hit me up at, on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. That is going to do it for this episode of We Are the Batman. We'll see you guys again next time. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye bye.